If Buildings Could Talk is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Allies Select Center could talk. I think it would say, we hope you come and hang out here. If Ally Charlotte Center could talk, I, my response is that it does talk to me <laughs> every day. I think it's um, a really great experience to work on um, a development, a community for over six years and work on the design of not only the building, but also um, space that we work in every day. And so it continues to talk to me <laughs> every day about, um, you know, being able to see decisions that you made along the way um, actually being utilized and see spaces come to life has been a really great experience. If Ally Charlotte Center could talk, it would say welcome. I hope you feel comfortable experiencing the places and spaces I have provided for you. Hey, everybody, I'm John Commison. And I'm Kelly Thompson. And we're your hosts for If Buildings Could Talk. Today's story is about the Allies Charlotte Center in Uptown Charlotte. Kelly, what can you tell us about the project? Allies Charlotte Center was developed by Crescent Communities, and it's one of Charlotte's most really transformative mixed-use developments. It encompasses a full city block and bridges Uptown Charlotte with South End. Uh, the 26-story tower includes office space with ground-level retail, a large public plaza, and a 1,400-space parking garage. The development also includes a 22-story, 380-room JW Marriott developed by White Lodging with two on-site restaurants. Located at the intersection of South Tryon and Stonewall Streets, the tower provides Anchor Tenants Ally Financial with a modern and collaborative work environment. Wow. Well, we have a lot to unpack today then for sure. Yes, we do. We heard from our first three guests at the top of the episode with their thoughts on what the facility would say. Elizabeth McMillan is Senior Director of Development for Crescent Communities. Elizabeth's responsibilities include oversight of the full development process for Crescent's commercial business. She's a lead accredited professional and has her real estate broker license in North Carolina and South Carolina. She received her BA in journalism and mass communication from UNC Chapel Hill. Welcome, Elizabeth. Good morning. Amy Bazanson is also with Crescent Communities and is director of design and development. Amy's also responsible for all portions of the development process, but her focus is on design and construction. She's a registered architect, a member of the American Institute of Architects, and a lead accredited professional in building design and construction. Amy has a Master of Architecture from Clemson and a Bachelor of Science in Architecture with highest honors from Georgia Tech. And Eddie Portis is an architect, a partner at Little, and is a workplace practice leader. He was the lead architect on the Ally Charlotte Center project, overseeing the project from its earliest conceptual stages through construction and occupancy. Elizabeth, Amy, and Eddie, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's start with Elizabeth and Amy. Tell us about 
Crescent Community's overall vision for this project and how you ended up with this mix of uses. Elizabeth, why don't you start? And then Amy, you can follow on to that. Sure, yeah, thanks, John. Um, Crescent Communities has been working on this project, Amy and I, for, Amy said six years. I think I've been working on it a little bit longer. Um, but Crescent had owned this roughly a full city block for uh, many years, and we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what would be the highest and best use and worked with um, Eddie and his team to kind of work through that process. Uh, we went through many iterations of what it could be um, and spent a lot of time trying to get it get it right. And I think the end result's been um, what we envisioned. Uh, we went through a, a very um, detailed process of where to locate the building. We're very intentional about trying to pull the building off the corner of Stonewall and Tryon. Uh, to create that outdoor plaza and we wanted to make sure that it was activated and, and exciting a place to be you know not during not just during the day but also at night and weekends and we felt that the best way to um, program the rest of that block would be with an office tower and a, and a hotel because we thought that those were kind of complementary uses at the time to kind of help us get to where we wanted to be which was kind of an active and inviting place where people could again linger um, during the day and run into a run into each other, but also um, be excited to go to work there and then come back on the weekends with their friends and family. Um, so that was kind of our initial vision for the project from my perspective. To add on to that, one of our major focuses um, from a design and development standpoint was um, to think about the talent that would be in the building, um, which eventually became you know, Ally as our anchor tenant. Um, and and to design the building from the inside out and focus on really supporting that talent um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and thinking about how we could help those employees be the most productive, the most efficient and the happiest um, in their work environment. And to Elizabeth's point, the mix of uses on the site was really important to that. And that, you know, we, we thought about the street level of the building and how that could be articulated to best support those employees and that talent during the day um, and also nights and weekends. And by mixing in the hotel, um, you provide that amenity for um, everyone in the building as well as this area of uptown, um, the retail, restaurants, food and beverage service, all of that helps to support employees and make it um, more convenient and more exciting for them to be in, in the building during um, their work hours and also encourage them to spend time there afterwards. Um, we also thought about um, really that actual workspace and that came into play with the design of the building and how to make it as flexible as possible, as agile as possible, and as efficient as possible to, to add that flexibility um, for the tenants and how they utilize the space, their space planning. Um, and then another element of the design of the, the space, which spilled out onto the plaza and the site, is that focus on sustainability and wellness, as well as connectivity. Um, so from the beginning, we committed to pursuing um, not only LEED certification, but also well-building certification and wired solar um, in order to really balance that connectivity, sustainability, and wellness for um, the folks in the building. and help with that efficiency, happiness, um, and productivity. Tell us about the timeline and some of the challenges that were faced along the way. Uh, Elizabeth mentioned the fact that there were multiple iterations and obviously a project of this size 
and complexity takes a long time to go from the original conceiving to the actual completion. But so walk us through a little bit about what that timeline looked like and any challenges that that kind of came up along the way. So I think uh, to Elizabeth's point earlier, I think Elizabeth and I have worked on this job for about 13 years uh, from the inception. And in the beginning, it had a series of multifamily uses and other components. As Elizabeth uh, noted earlier, uh, we continued to explore uh, different optionality for the site and what, what could the site become. And given its Tryon Street address, its presence, its ease of connectivity from the 277 loop, uh, the office building did come in into the forefront as an idea for us. Uh, the biggest challenge that we faced along the way was understanding how this building would fit into the community, how it would begin to support it at a higher level. I think we did a study, Elizabeth, early on that uh, showed we had over 7,000 people a day walking by this site, coming from South End and moving their way up into Uptown. So we wanted to right size the lobby and we wanted to make sure we had a front porch and we had places for folks to eat and congregate and enjoy themselves. And we also wanted to be able to take care of game day and, and make sure that we were focused on uh, those opportunities and the scale of space that was needed for that. And as Amy had noted, obviously, we wanted to make sure that the tenants were taken care of. Uh, we spent a lot of time searching for the right tenant. Uh, I think we'll hear from her a little later. Uh, we're extremely excited uh, to have our neighbor uh, ally joining us in the uptown area. And I think from that, uh, again, I think the biggest driver for us was a 360 experience for all of those who might enjoy uh, this community we've engaged in. Among other things, Eddie, didn't you have a major utility relocation on and around the site? Uh, you're going to cause me to have PTSD. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, one, of the, one of the large challenges in the very beginning was uh, we had a large sewer, both storm and sewer line running through the property that had to be relocated. Anyone who's ever worked in an urban environment realizes that getting into a street and doing work there is, is wrought with challenges and, and opportunities. We found things that many utilities forgot they had along the way. Um, when you cut something, it's amazing how fast somebody can find you and, and realize what's going on. Uh, so that was a, a large player for us. And I bet we had, Elizabeth, 30 to 40 different options for how to reroute. Uh, it would be blocked by power lines on one side or blocked by another sewer on the others. But uh, eventually we found a path and we found a way and uh, persevered. Uh, another early challenge was um, Elizabeth had indicated that it was almost an entire city block that was owned. Uh, there were a couple of pieces on the block that uh, we had to work to acquire with, with other partners to, to help make the project the holistic success that it is today. Eddie, the exoskeleton that defines the exterior is different from most of the sleek curtain wall buildings that we see uptown. How did that come about? Uh, that came about from the driver that Amy was mentioning earlier. How do we create a flexible, efficient floor plate? Uh, and if you ask any interior designer in town, the one thing that, that always hinders their ability to do space layout is columns. Uh, so this exoskeleton is actually doing work. Uh, we spent a lot of time and effort uh, crafting a solution that allowed us to slide our columns outside of the usable square feet. And actually the exoskeleton is doing real work. It is actually our column system for the building. 
what that afforded us was a, a true column free environment inside where the perimeter of the building is not disrupted, uh, allowing for Ally to be way more efficient. Uh, I would even argue this is probably the most efficient building built in the last 20 years in uptown Charlotte. Right, and you all touched on, especially I believe uh, Amy touched on earlier, some of the design features. And like you just said, Eddie, kind of this, you know, creating this agile space, you've got the plaza and a lobby that really does a great job at, at welcoming folks in. Are there any other design features that you that you feel like are worth noting? Or are there some of those that you want to go into some some more detail about and why you why you chose them? Sure, um, I can start with that. There, um, on every floor, we have floor-to-ceiling glass, so we have ten feet from um, you know the top of the bottom of the window system to the top of the window system, and the solids that you see on the exoskeleton are actually you know where those columns are located and pulled outside of the building footprint for um, all but the the curtain wall corner, which is all glass. Um, there, you know, studies have shown that natural light and views are um, very important to productivity, efficiency, and well-being in the workspace. So we wanted to make sure that we were maximizing, you know, every employee's access to views and that natural light. And by minimizing columns, pulling them off of the face, uh, we were able to get that column-free floor plate. Um, we have an ideal depth from the face of glass to the core that is, um, you know, the, the appropriate depth for allowing light penetration and um, not creating those dark areas, but also having enough depth to space plan and fit in your office space. Um, so that was one feature. Um, another, I think part of the puzzle was the pulling back of the building that Elizabeth mentioned earlier to allow us to create public space on the corner of Tryon and Stonewall. Um, we really wanted to open up the building to an interim space, not just to the sidewalk and the street and give space for people to gather, create space for others to come in and enjoy um, the space, to allow the retail um, room to spill out with outdoor dining, um, to really activate the entire footprint of the building. Um, I think another aspect from a design perspective is the lobby. Um, we have a two-sided lobby in that you can enter from Tryon. You can also enter from the parking garage. So it's, it's very efficient. And we focused um, quite intently on right-sizing that space. Um, many buildings um, have almost a monumental lobby space that tends to be fairly empty and not activated. So our goal was to create a lobby that would be able to serve as a concierge space for the tenant and the building. Um, and allow that security checkpoint without creating, um, you know, unnecessary space that wasn't maximized. And that allowed us to give back almost 30,000 square feet to retail uses on the ground floor at Allied Charlotte Center, which really supports that um, activation and creating the energy and buzz on the site. So I think finding that balance between what was needed for the building and what could best serve the building and the community um, was a key feature. Um, and then in that plaza space, making sure that we balanced, um, you know, gathering and hardscape with landscaping 
was also something very important so that we could soften the edges and make that space feel inviting. I think the landscaping here has a little different um, look and feel than many corporate office buildings. It's very, um, a lot of native grasses and a mix of species that creates a unique environment. Um, we have an LA of 14 ginkgo trees on the plaza, which add shade and vibrant color in the fall. Um, we've incorporated benches to invite people to, you know, grab an ice cream and stay, gather. Um, and then also our live oak tree on the corner that, um, you know, creates a, a strong presence at the corner of Tryon and Stonewall. And Amy, earlier you talked a little bit, or you mentioned a little bit about uh, the wired scored and the lead and well certifications. Um, I don't know that all of our listeners necessarily know what each of those are. Could could you kind of in layman's terms, terms sure. I guess, describe what those are and why they were such an important piece in, in uh, this development? Sure. Um, LEAD is most likely the most well-known for the listeners, and that's really focusing on um, the building's impact on the environment and thinking about responsible use of materials, um, you know, recycling during construction, the VOCs of the materials used and how that impacts the user's health. Um, so the, the main focus is the building's impact on the environment, but there's also um, a layer of focusing on how the building impacts the occupants. Um, the focus of the well building standard is definitely very strongly centered on how the building impacts its occupants, um, specifically on the building actually enhancing or improving the lifespan of the individuals that work in that building. Um, and there are key areas of focus um, within that, um, you know, your comfort in the building is, is a focus, um, the air in the building, the water in the building, all of those things are key, um, key focus areas. And then Wired Score is really looking at the techno technology infrastructure of the building and future-proofing the space to be um, able to handle the connectivity needs and in, in the future. And so um, all of the parts and pieces are in place for Ally Charlotte Center to function appropriately. And while that definitely, I think everyone can understand why that's important, especially after this past year of really depending on technology to, to carry out our work days. Um, it, it's also quite impactful to an occupant a tenant, an employee's ability to, to get their work done and to be produ productive and efficient. So we feel that the three of these focus areas combined are essentially a trifecta to creating the, you know, the, best, the best building possible. And that's why we chose to pursue these three certifications. Elizabeth, the little jewel box building that houses the Golden Cow Creamery is really a unique feature. How did that come about? Well, that's a good question. I, um, you know, we wanted to keep that um, plaza active and, but also comfortable. So I think by you know, the intentional pulling the, the buildings back off that corner to create that public plaza, we also, and Amy mentioned the trees that were added as part of that, um, that design, you know, we really wanted to make it cozy and inviting. Um, and that little jewel box in the corner building, it was just kind of the icing on the cake. So I think just being able to have that you know, pass back and through between the Golden Cow and the, and the future retail space that's on the 
you know, opposite. I think it'll create also with what's going on at the hotel, it creates a really dynamic um, uh, space there. Um, so yeah, I was just, you know, kind of part of keeping everything comfortable and exciting there. Great. And then, um, yeah, I would have to say, I mean, the, the creamery is, is one of my faves. Um, I feel like, especially when the warmer weather hits, it's going to be a, a really great place to, to meet up and have some great conversations with folks. Um, on the, with the JW Marriott, it opened two restaurants. Um, has, has the hotel and the added food and entertainment options been well-received, do you think? I mean, from my perspective, it has. I might be a, a little bit biased, but, um, I, you know, I think it's, you know, they offer, they actually have a, a third a third restaurant on the rooftop um, as well. And to me, it's, you know, three different offerings of kind of food and beverage that complement some of the other things that are going on in the base of the tower. Um, I think that they've opened with tremendous success and have a lot of people that are kind of coming in and out of there. And um, the one that's located on the plaza is kind of going to that point of, you know, helping to create that vibrant activity um, at nights and weekends, but also on game days and, and they're open for lunch as well. So I help, I think it with the addition of that space with Golden Cow, and then there's going to be a great restaurant going in, you know, opposite of that, it'll really help us achieve, you know, some of our earlier goals and visions for that, that space um, and that high quality of design, you know, capturing all those people that Eddie mentioned walking over from South End um, to work or to live. Um, you know, really kind of activating that space was something, you know, I'm really excited to see kind of come together and it's already, it's already happening already, even in the, the cold, the cold is now. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Wash your hands, avoid sick people and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. So if Ally Charlotte Center could talk, it would say, welcome to a workplace of innovation. We have amazing spaces that harness the spirit of our culture and also the power of our teams. We just heard from our next guest. Joan Burrell currently serves as Executive Director, Corporate Workplace at Ally. In this role, she is responsible for defining and executing real estate strategies that support Ally's tech-forward digital bank and enterprise-wide business initiatives. Most recently, Joan has been responsible for the company's multi-office consolidation into the new Ally Charlotte Center building, where nearly all of its approximately 2,100 Charlotte-based teammates will eventually sit. As wellness and innovation were centric to the project, Joan led research, design, and execution efforts to create a cutting-edge workplace and leverage the groundwork already established in the base building for LEED and WELL certifications. Welcome, Jones. Great to have you. Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here. So tell us how Ally first became interested in this project. It's hard to believe it's probably five years ago as we sit here, but um, we were we were really searching for the next um, workplace that could really propel our organization into that innovative mode that that we were on a journey uh, to achieve. We were scattered across five different locations, actually six by the time we started to actually make the moves. Um, and it was disparate locations, different environments, 
um, and really created somewhat of a disjointed perspective in terms of getting people together. Collaboration uh, was far more difficult. So we set out on this journey, we met Crescent, um, we utilized a lot of um, the base building um, concepts and we really leaned on and felt that our, our cultures and our goals for the in initiative were very similar, right? So um, that helped us tremendously in really endearing ourselves to the project to say, you know, it felt like it felt like home before we even made it our home. Um, the synergies that were there um, and the perspectives of both teams that brought it together were, were really in sync. I think it would be interesting for our listeners to hear a little bit about the integration of the anchor tenants' needs with the developers' overall needs and vision for the project. So I'm, I'm not sure who to throw that to first. Joan, maybe start with you about how that process worked, kind of where was the team in the overall design when Ally came on board, and then how did the, the whole team help to make sure that your needs were being met while at the same time, uh, you know, from a development perspective, there are needs that also need to happen and how were all of those things successfully integrated? Yeah, I think that to start, we were very fortunate in the timing. Um, so Crescent was very receptive um, to our needs as a tenant and quite a significant tenant in the building. Um, and we, we became engaged at a point in time where the design was really receptive to ideas and the collaboration that ensued after. Um, so as I mentioned, like we had a lot of really common goals around the project in terms of LEED certification, wired scored certification, well um, certifications, and these things came together. And then it really happened through the collaboration of the teams. Um, and again, the receptiveness and the transparency of the work that needed to happen, not only together, but behind the scenes. And Joan, you talked yesterday, I think when, when you and I got together that um, not all of your employees are, are, are there quite yet, um, but the hope is, is that they'll be there soon. Of the employees that are there though, what impact are you seeing on, on them in terms of the space and, and how it's helping them you know, every day um, do their jobs better and, and be more collaborative? Yeah, it's happening in several different ways. I mean, the one, there's an element of innovation that we see throughout our work teams and particularly in our, in our technology functions where we subscribe to kind of an agile work process and, and the space that has been designed around them really um, helps to enable that, that level of work. So we've got, um, we've got huddles, we've got demo rooms, we've got um, you know, project team spaces. And it's really just, you know, it's about making sure the individual is successful, but also the team is successful in what they need to achieve. Um, so in addition to those collaboration meeting spaces and the high technology that's all a part of that, um, we've got a plethora of amazing amenity spaces. We refer to them as immersion zones. And the immersion zones create a collaborative spirit um, that takes people away from their work, 
allows them to be super creative and engage with each other on completely different topics. Um, you know, we have a multi-sport simulator, um, which it gets a lot of attention, right? We've got NASCAR simulators. We also have um, a music room that's just coming on board, right? Um, and it's, it's super exciting to see us and the reaction of our teammates once they, in, you know, discover these things. We've got the typical, like, gaming um, elements as well. But again, it all creates that team spirit, that, that essence of collaboration, and yet takes them away to have this more innovative thinking um, so everybody can kind of come together in a, in a better way. Amy and Elizabeth, Crescent Communities has also moved your office into the Ally Charlotte Center. Was that the plan all along or did you just see along the way how wonderful this place was going to be and you decided to get in on it? Um, it's definitely been part of the plan along the way. Um, we really saw a great opportunity to essentially live in, you know, as far as our, our office home, to live in a building that was developed and designed by Crescent and, um, you know, be able to upfit our space essentially as a test lab. You know, us being able to be in this space allows us to um, experience, work with, and test the philosophies and workplace strategies that we put in place for the building. And so it was always a goal, but we, you know, it had to work out from a number standpoint with the number of floors and how much space that, you know, Ally needed. And Ally was very um, collaborative with working with us to determine um, how we could fit in the space and with them. So we're appreciative of that. And Elizabeth, are you happy with that move? Yeah, it's great. It's great to come to work in a place that you help create. It's, just, it's very um, inspiring. And you know, as Amy mentioned, it's a, a way for us to kind of test our um, you know, theory on kind of the office development side and be able to show people what it really means that we're creating communities in our office environment. So it's been a, it's a great, you know, we're a couple months in at this point, but, you know, we'd love to bring people to our office and show them around and talk about our company culture um, and the things that we do. And we can point, you know, to places um, throughout the project. Um, so, yeah, it's great. I love it. It's been great. Right. And so we mentioned the office lobby a few times. It, it has come up and, and we also talked about how Ally kind of became integrated into um, the future design of, of the building. And um, I believe it sounds like the lobby was was one of those key points in, in collaboration. And um, it incorporates this very unique digital artwork display that I think Ally had a hand in, obviously with Crescent's guidance. You all want to talk a little bit about that and, and um, what it stands for and some of the meaning and stories behind it? Sure. Um, I can start with some of the stories behind the art piece. Um, as, as we began to work with Ally and they were designing their floors and determining how to integrate their corporate culture and their um, really companies uh, personality into their space. We wanted that to be reflected in the lobby and we had gone through a number of iterations of what that space could be and how it could be different and how it could really fit in with the philosophy we were employing on the, 
master block development as well as the office tower. Um, we knew we wanted something um, really impactful from an artistic standpoint that could be seen from outside the building that would draw people's attention and, and create a destination. Um, but we also wanted it to have meaning. We wanted it to be tied not only to the building, but also to allies culture and be representative of them as well. And the approach we took was to, to look at the history of the site. And as Elizabeth mentioned, Crescent has owned this land for many years and it's had a long history. And one of the things that was very interesting to us is that the site actually used to be a quarry, um, a rock quarry. And so we started with this idea um, of how that influenced the design. And when you look at the exoskeleton, we've always thought of the building as essentially being almost like a rock mass that we're carving out of and, and that left the exoskeleton. And then you get to the, the lobby space and that's really the central core of this original site. This, so, you know, essentially the rock from the quarry and um, the idea of this lobby space feeling like a geode or this really unique, um, brightly colored core. Um, and to balance that, we, as far as the materials in the lobby space, they're very clean and modern. We have um, white Corian walls that allow us to curve that space and really feel carved into. We have um, white and gray terrazzo floor, which again is a very uh, monolithic material. So there was this idea of of it feeling like it was carved out of a solid mass. Um, we have wood slat walls, which add warmth and texture to the space. And then to complement that um, really clean modern look, we wanted to integrate something digital. And that digital aspect was, um, you know, a nod to allies forward thinking culture, their technology based um, approach to banking. Um, and then also thinking about the building itself and the site and our integration of connectivity um, and how we could create something that was digital, but also had meaning behind it. And we worked with Standard Vision. Um, they're located in Los Angeles and one of the leaders in digital art integration um, actually around the world and came up with this system for slat walls. We, we knew we didn't wanna have huge screens that faced in because our lobby has dual entrances. So there wasn't that, we wanted the vantage point to be from both sides. So we created accordion walls that allowed the um, LED slat screens to face both entries. Um, and it's actually a lenticular art piece. So the, the composition of the whole art piece is made up of these individual screens. Um, there was a tremendous amount of um, innovation that went into this piece, which again, I think ties to allies culture and, and our approach to this building design. Um, but the, the, this type of arrangement of screens had never been done before. Um, Standard Vision had to you know, essentially utilize new technology to create this, the detailing for how the screens are integrated into a very clean wall system with no visible connections. All of that required a lot of um, detailing by the design team. Um, Little was very integrated in this process and was a key driver on pushing um, it forward and making it a reality. The other thing I would add to that is it's it's um, it's an exciting entry regardless if you're coming in the front door or the door from the parking garage. The sawtooth nature of this wall creates um, a nice surprise. If you look at it from one direction, you see the art, um, and then the, on the other side of the lobby, you see just kind of a white wall. Um, 
And the flip side of that is you get the other view coming in from the other door. So the, the essence of, of what you feel in the lobby is that there is no front or back door. It's all one really great space and very welcoming. Okay, anything else we wanna to touch on before we start to close out here? I would like to add a couple of things that I think are really important to you know, our, our culture and our workspace. Um, and it, one of the things that um, I failed to mention earlier is we have 10,000 square feet of outdoor space that's fully wired and enabled so that you know, people can enjoy the outdoors and with such a wonderful climate, we fully expect and have already seen with the few people that we have, you know, in, or I should say the smaller numbers, um, people are using it and they really enjoy that outdoor space. And I feel like that's a really nice kind of element to the amenities and the mix of those collaborative areas. Well, Kelly, any final thoughts about our conversation today? No, I mean, it's so great to hear, you know, we talk so much about placemaking and just the importance of having these destinations and, you know, Little has had the benefit of being right across the street from, from Ally Charlotte Center. And we, you know, we saw it before it was finished and, and now we're seeing, um, seeing it as it is, is done. And it's been really great to, to see the transformation and the activity and the activation that this um, development has has brought to this area of town. I mean, I think we talk all the town all the time about uptown being the heart of our city, and I think Ally Charlotte Center just makes our heart that much stronger. Yeah, I totally totally agree, and I think the fact that it was awarded the Charlotte Business Journal's Mixed Use Project of the Year kind of speaks to how successful it has been from the, how it was conceived as we heard about today. And then the process that the design and development teams and construction teams went through in order to make it a reality. It really is a really quite a remarkable place. And I think the energy and the activation that it brings to that corner as an anchor to the south end of Uptown is quite remarkable. So um, I agree, it's wonderful to be a next door neighbor to it. Well, Kelly, if Ally Charlotte Center could talk, what would it say? I think it would say that it's a wonderful time to explore and get to know Uptown. Um, I think it would say, I love being a destination that you not only want to be, but a place that you also don't want to leave. What do you think, John? I know you've got, you've got something on your mind in terms of what that building might say. Yes, well, with apologies to Frank Sinatra, I think the building would say, Start spreading the news. We're the hip new mixed use project dream where you can have your office and sit on the plaza eating ice cream. You can book a hotel room that is brand new. Eat steak, ramen, salad, or oysters too. Since I can 
do all this, you must come and see me. It's all for you. Up town, up town. We're always here. Tip your waiters. Kelly and I would like to thank our guests, Elizabeth McMillan, Amy Bizanson, Joan Burrell, and Eddie Portis. Our sponsor, Ortho Carolina, Brian Baltasevich and his team at Queen City Podcast Network, Andy Spain and Ryan Davis for post-production, and Heather McQuilkin, our chief of staff at Little, who manages all of the moving parts to make this podcast happen. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a rating and a review, and tell all your family and friends about us. Thanks for listening, and we'll look forward to having you join us for the next episode. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.